So we are on a series entitled, An Overcoming Spirit. Man, if you didn't, if you didn't listen, if you weren't here, you, you haven't gone back and listened to this, go back and listen to it. I encourage you also, in the two messages that I'm ministering on Wednesday night, <clears throat> I encourage you to go back this last Wednesday and this coming Wednesday. Um, we, we're ministering eight messages throughout the year on Wednesday night two in a row, and then two more in May, and two more in August, and two more in October, on <clears throat> helping like the helper, understanding what it means to serve and, and be a servant, and as a result of being a servant, being the greatest leader that you can be. We, we're we're in, investing in your life in these messages, and I tell you, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. If you weren't here, even if you're here, go back and listen to it again, because it's vital to the success of your life. We're about your success. We're about your advancement. We're about you being everything God created you to be. That's what we're about. Can you say amen to that? So make sure to remember to do that. But <clears throat> this, this series on an overcoming spirit um, to be an overcomer, you have to be willing to fight, and you can't be afraid to fight. To be an overcomer, you have to be willing to fight, and you can't be afraid to fight. But you have to fight God's way. Amen. Ephesians 6.12, and I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation, Ephesians 6.12, your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings. And the quicker you understand that, the better off you are across the board in every area of your life. I'm going to say it again. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. And there's a darkness in this world, but not my world, not your world, unless you choose to allow it. And so we have to understand that the fight is on, and we have to be willing to fight, but we have to understand people are not our fight. People are not the problem. But I'm just telling you right now, as I said that, every time I hear that, that passage of Scripture read, my mind thinks of people. Yeah, but you don't know. But you don't know. Yeah, but you're, you're not, that, that, you know, you don't know the situation that I'm dealing with. The quicker you understand people are not your problem, and you go for the jugular at what's really the problem, there you begin to see success with people. 1 Timothy 
Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So, people are not the fight, but faith is the fight. Devil's not the fight, you know? Faith is the fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. He said, fight and lay hold. Fight the good fight of faith, and it's your responsibility to lay hold on eternal life and everything that that is and what that means. You know how many times in life that you hear something, and you hear it based on your past and everything that's led up to right now and how that you have processed information. That's why you, you can, I can read that verse of Scripture right there, fight the good fight of faith and tell you that people are not your problem. Lay hold, and it's your responsibility to lay hold in eternal life. I could put, just put people in these first rows right here and go down the row and get each person to explain what that means. And, and more than likely, for the most part, some things will be similar, but everybody will have a different understanding of what I just said. So that's why I purpose to spend enough time on something and, and, and go back over it and repeat it because you don't get it the first time, the second time, the fifth time, the tenth time. You need to hear this. The understood subject that is talked about in this passage right here is you. Fight and lay hold. And eternal life is not heaven. It is heaven, but it's not just heaven. It's heaven now on the inside of you. The Bible says that Jesus brought heaven to live inside of us. Eternal life is something that started before the foundation of the world because of the plan that God had for you and I. For me, eternal life started the day that I accepted Jesus. It was already set up for me, but it was activated the day that I accepted Him. And now, for eternity, I'm alive. Hmm. I'm alive. I'm alive. Hmm. I'm alive for eternity. You're never going away. You're never passing away. You'll leave this physical body, but this isn't the real you. Real you is internal. I am a spirit. I was created in the image of God who is spirit. I am a spirit. I have a mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a physical body. When when I'm out of this physical body, I'm in the presence of the Lord. But I'm living in eternity right now. And He wants you laying hold of what it's like in heaven today, right now. He wants us living like we're living in heaven, not living on the earth like we're living in hell. And if you take the passage that I just read in Ephesians 6.12 in the Passion, the last part of that verse said, for they are the demonic forces that actually are defeated. They have no power. 
but they lie to people making and convincing people that they're real and that they're more real than God is. And they have more of an ability to see things in the natural come to pass than God does. And if they can convince you of that, then they got you. And it said, for they are, they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. But we're declaring today, we're serving notice on that dark world. Amen? Because the world that I frame every day, that world is in the Word of God. And the Word of God, the Bible says, is an enlightenment that cannot be put out unless I put it out. And so today, I don't know about you, but I'm willing to fight. And I am laying hold every day, in every situation I face, I am laying hold of eternal life. And what that is, and what that looks like. <clears throat> Why do we have to fight? Because of those demon gods, those evil spirits. We have to fight because we have an adversary. I read this last week. I'm reading it again. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil. So we know who he is. There's no lie. There's no, there's no secret. Oh, you know. There's some secret God or demon or what? No, 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 no. It's the devil. Your adversary is the devil and all his cohorts. And, and who are those cohorts? Those are fallen angels. And he has no ability to mass produce. So the same third of the angels that fell out of heaven when, when you know, Lucifer's coup against the throne of God was in operation. The third fell out of heaven. He was kicked out. They were kicked out. Same third. They're not real creative. They're not very imaginative. They don't have a lot of different ideas in life. It's the same old mess it's been for all these years. And, and, and they're stupid. They... they, they, they they think they can get away with all kinds of things, and they can if we let them. See, God already defeated them. They're already defeated. But if we don't enforce His defeat, then they get the upper hand. You know why? Because they're spirit. If we choose to be mad at our neighbor, mad at our wife or our husband, mad at our family members, mad at this person, that person, and all that kind of mad, we choose to stay there, they have the upper hand because they're in spirit instead of us realizing, wait a minute, that's not, my, that's not my fight. So I am laying hold of eternal life. I'm laying hold of the spirit realm, understanding it, living in the victory, and letting them guys know they're defeated. But see, they're already defeated. See, I'm not trying to defeat them. They're already defeated. I'm learning how to enforce it. huge difference. I'm not fighting a battle of my own. I'm, I'm fighting a battle instructed by the Holy Ghost that He got from Father telling us how to do this thing, and I'm giving you the instructions right here. Don't fight with people. Fight the fight of faith and lay hold of everything that heaven has so you can live in heaven on earth now.
Amen? So be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Because see, he can't devour anybody on planet earth unless they're not steadfast in the faith. He said, but resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Why did he say that? Why did he talk about the sufferings and the stuff that people are going through? Because that's the stuff the little trickster uses to try to convince us that God doesn't have the ability to do what he said he could do. That's what he uses constantly against us. Well, you know, I'm going through all this, and this is tough, and the pressure's hard, and oh, I feel overwhelmed, and it's just like God doesn't have me. No, 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 no. It's, listen, the pressure's out there. God doesn't put you under pressure to teach you something. It won't teach you. How many people you know that have been through some really difficult times, they come out on the other side blaming God for what's not right? I'm just telling you, the pressure's there. We've got to learn how real He is. We've got to be laying hold constantly every day so that we can overcome in those situations. And man, we come out on the other side looking good, smelling sweet, and on top of everything that we face. It's a fight. Man, is it a fight. You you know, I don't talk much about the devil, but I'm talking about him today. I feel like he's got this, like, checklist. And it's probably like 25 things. (laughs) Maybe it's 50. But it's the same 25 or 50 things that are the checklist that he uses against us and he's been using against us since Adam and Eve in the garden. And so he comes at you, you overcome, and then, okay, we're not messing with that. We've got to hit him now with this next thing. And then you get, then, then there's a check on that over your name because you overcame and that, now he's going to, okay, now we've got to hit him from this direction. And you know what he's doing? He's copying the way that God comes to you. God comes to you through the multifaceted wisdom of God in all of its infinite variety and its innumerable aspects, different angles and directions that the wisdom of God comes. Listen, the wisdom, what did we talk about last month? The wisdom of God, if you embrace her, the wisdom of God, it'll promote you. It'll heal you, it'll make you rich, it'll advance you, it will protect you, it will sustain you, it will stand by you. I mean, on and on and on and on with the wisdom of God. So the wisdom comes, and it, it, the, through the wisdom of God, there's all these different angles of how you see the nature of God operating in your life. Well, the devil does the same thing. Well, we hit him from here, and they overcame us, so now we're going to hit him this way. And then we're going to hit them over here, and then we're going to come at them in a different way. And so you just have to be willing to overcome about five on his little checklist till you get convinced there's nothing he can do to you. (laughs) If God is for me, who can be against me? Absolutely nobody, nothing. 
No, no devil, no demon in hell, no human being on planet earth can be against me if God is for me. But you've got to be able to withstand the pressure, even if the five or six or seven things on his checklist he hits you with, and even if that's over a 25-year period of time, you just become convinced you're solid because you withstood the pressure. You withstood the pressure that came against you, and you got better instead of worse. And the more better you get from day-to-day, situation-to-situation, the stronger and more convinced you become of who God is, then, man, you're in the fight, and nothing will ever get you out. And listen, listen, it's like you come to the place, I can say this about myself, you come to a place, you get aggravated with people, but I don't fight with people. People are not my problem. Mm -mm. No. You know what I do for people? Where I used to fight with them, argue with them, you know, be mad at them or whatever else, today I pray for them. So when some, some person with an attitude comes, I just look to him, Lord, now you told me, I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty good. I could handle this person, tear them up one side and down the other. I could take them out, you know, and I, I could be really good at this. But you told me they're not my problem. So this thing I'm facing here with them, Lord, I, you said they're not my problem, so I don't look at them, but I will begin to, today to pray, to pray for them. Father, I pray that the eyes of their understanding be opened and enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance as a child of God, what the surpassing greatness of your power is to them as they believe the Word of God, as they begin to see what they need to do. See, because people's problem is not that people are bad. Nobody was created bad, not a human being on the planet. Adolf Hitler was not created bad. What makes bad? Not God. There's nothing bad about it. God, there's no bad in God other than He's bad. But there's no ugly bad. People get bad because of who they hang around and the influence that is controlling their life. What did that verse of Scripture say? For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. And if people don't come out of that, then you begin to act like an Adolf Hitler. You can come to that place of being like an Adolf Hitler because of your thinking, not because you're bad. Adolf Hitler wasn't a bad person because God never made anything bad. But he turned into a bad dude, ugly dude, mean person, did ugly things and atrocities against the human race that should have never happened. And so has that happened to many other different races of people on planet Earth. Should have never happened. Can you say amen to that? Never. I'm telling you today, you get the devil off of people, and they change. You know why? You know how I know that? Me. Hmm? 18 years old when I got saved. Didn't know anything about God before then. Wasn't a real nice guy. Had a lot of issues and stuff about me. But I've changed in 45 years. Can you say amen? If he can change me, he'll change you and everybody else. In the, just in the natural, just in the natural, if you don't develop an overcoming spirit because you're willing to fight the way I just explained to you to fight, you lose. Let 
No explanation, nothing else. I'm just telling you, if you don't develop that, you lose on this, on this earth. In the natural realm, you lose. I'm going to say it again. You don't develop what I just told you about, what I gave you Scripture about. You don't develop that, you lose. And do you see anywhere in the Scripture where God called you a loser? Nowhere. You're an overcomer. You're on top. You're not underneath. You're blessed in every way. The greater one lives inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. All through Scripture, that's what God says about you. But it's your choice. You don't choose to fight like I told you to fight. And I'll tell you what. I tell you what, by faith, by faith, you've got to get rid of blaming other people by faith. You won't, you won't quit blaming people, seeing them as the issue and the problem in life. You'll, you won't stop just naturally. Eh, you know, as I get older, I'll just let all that go. No, you won't. No. You'll die that way, and many times that's why people die prematurely. More people die in this on this earth, more people die of heart and stress and personal issues like that than they die of cancer. People leave the earth prematurely because they don't learn what I'm talking to you about right now. You develop a fighting spirit, hmm. Bible says you tap into the wisdom of God and it'll cause your body to be healthy. You'll live a long, fulfilled, prosperous life because of what the wisdom of God is doing for you, empowering you to fight the right fight, not the wrong fight. Can you say amen to that? I read this last week, and I love this verse. Proverbs 18, 14 in the message. A healthy spirit conquers adversity. <laughs> that, that, that half of that one verse just said everything I just said in, in 20 minutes. <laughs> in one verse, it said, that, that's what I just got through talking about through all those scriptures. A healthy spirit conquers adversity. Your adversary is overcome by a healthy spirit. When you're built up and, you're, and you are fighting the fight... And you are going after eternal life. You're acquiring it. You're attaining it. You're going after it. You're grabbing it. You're getting a hold of eternal life now. As you're doing that, your spirit man becomes healthy. And you conquer every adversary that you face on a day-to-day basis. Every adversary. Everybody say every. Not just some. But every adversary when your spirit man is strong. I read a little of this last week, but, but I want to I go through this, and I want to focus on, on one piece of this today. I'm going to read a number of verses out of Romans 8, and starting with verse 18. Verse 18 and 19. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. This is in the NIV. I'm going to read that again. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, listen to me. Everybody, everybody look at me when I say this to you. 
this isn't a bad confession, and this isn't wrong to look at it this way, but you are going through suffering. You are dealing with situations where there is suffering involved. If you're breathing right now, then you're experiencing that. I don't care who you are. But notice what he said here. So so he's not talking about somebody who's having a bad day or a bad season or some things that they're struggling with or, you know, they just, they, they, they were born on the wrong side of the tracks or whatever it is. It has nothing to do with that. I'm talking about everybody experiences some form of suffering. You experiencing it, why? Because of the world that there is suffering in. Not talking about God orchestrating suffering. Don't don't even for a minute think that that's the nature of God because it isn't. But you live in a world where there's a lot of suffering. So everybody's experiencing things around them. But watch what he said. I consider that our present sufferings are not even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, if you think he's talking about when you get to heaven... You are in a huge way mistaken because heaven was brought to earth. So we could start on this attaining eternal life thing now. Not compared to the glory that will be revealed in us when? (laughs) Right now. Today, in this situation, this afternoon, tomorrow morning, you know, all throughout each and every day of your life for the rest of your life. God wants His glory, His nature, His understanding, His presence, His anointing, the assurance that He can do what He said He'll do. He wants that revealed on the inside of you. So no matter what you're facing or going through today, can't even be compared to the answers that are coming. No comparison. For the creation waits in eager expectation... For the children of God to be revealed. I'm telling you right now, creation is not waiting on me. The Word, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God is being revealed in my life every day. And I am what creation is looking for. Well, Pastor, that's kind of prideful. Well... What about you? I didn't say it wasn't you too. I'm telling you, I can only speak for myself. I'm telling you, I am who creation is looking for. And and, and what is that? What's that look like? A human being who at one time in his life thought it it was all about him, it was all about me. A person who thought more highly about myself than I should have at certain times in my walk with God even. Somebody that at times tried to accomplish things without the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, fell flat, didn't work out, okay? Talking about a person after 45 years that has continued to renew his mind, continued to stay with it, and today I'm what creation is looking for, and what is that? That's a human being that has humbled themselves under the mighty hand of God, And God is exalting them because the exaltation of me and you with God is for His glory. 
God wants you and I to be lifted up and exalted and things to happen through us because it's not going to happen through the clouds or nothing's coming out of heaven or doing it. Nothing else is going to happen. He's already done everything he's going to do. And now, now, he needs us to cooperate and comply to his way of doing, thinking, and operating in the earth. And if we do that, then we are what creation is looking for. What is that? A person who is born again, his spirit's connected with the Holy Spirit, and that spirit is overcoming because we're in the fight, we're in the attaining business of eternal life, and nothing can stop us. How many believe that today? Nothing can stop us. When you're connected to him, you're doing it his way. It's all over but the shout. We just have to stay with it and not back off. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Your spirit man is already redeemed and saved. Your soul man, your mind, will, and emotions are being saved every day, renewed. But your body is not saved until. Until when? Until you leave here. Then you stand face to face before him. That's when your body will be redeemed. There is a day of redemption for your body, but I'm telling you right now, your body will do some crazy things. Your body will be used to do crazy things if your spirit man is not in control of what goes through your mind and affects your physical body. You'll do stupid things. You'll kill people. Why? Well, Pastor, you said that, you know, maybe because I did something wrong that I might go kill. No, I said... But what we read today is that there's a class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. And because of the bondage that it's got the world held in, you can be saved or unsaved and be held in that dark bondage. If you are not fighting the fight of faith and attaining eternal life on a day-to-day basis, you're not doing that, you can do some stupid things. You ever, you ever watch the news and you hear so-and-so did this thing and you're thinking, What were they thinking? They weren't. Problem is they weren't. Problem is their spirit man wasn't in control of what their body ended up doing. How could they do something so stupid? Because it's a life lived without God in control of your decisions. You can be saved or unsaved, make the same stupid decisions in life. What's lacking for a born-again person is that they are not fighting the fight of faith and they're not attaining on a day-to-day basis. Spending time in their soul, spending time in the natural, spending time trying to figure it out for themselves. Been there, done it. I can just tell you today. That's not me today. And today, I'm what creation is looking for. Nobody's groaning 
for the manifestation of somebody that's going to do the will of God on my, on my part. Maybe on a lot of people's part. I can't speak for you or anybody else. I'm just saying, I am who creation's looking for. And what we become is the answer on planet Earth. You're not going to get it in the governments or, you know, in the news media. You're not going to get it from this person, that person, or anything else. They're not our answers. We pray for them. We do our part. We stay in the system and do the things that God's told us to do from the Word of God, where where governments and those kind of things are concerned. But at the end of the day, the government of the kingdom is on His shoulders. And that's what I'm after. And my role and my place is to do it His way, see His kingdom, His government advance, and then all the rest of it works out. Only problem, only problem on planet earth right now is that people are not after what I'm telling you today. They're fighting people, they're fighting situations, they're fighting issues, you know, circumstances out there instead of fighting faith, fighting the fight of faith. And they're trying to attain riches and this and all these things for themselves. They're not attaining. They're not going after eternal life. You go after eternal life, all the other stuff will come your way without stress. (laughs) How many in here want to be rich without stress? I mean, you know, if your hand's not up... uh, Come up after the service, I'll lay hands on you (laughs) to remove the spirit of stupid off of you. Amen? I mean, right? Who wants to not be rich? Everybody, if you could be rich with no stress, and the Bible promises that. You've heard it. I've taught it in the last few months. You go back and listen to those messages. Rich with no stress. I'm just telling you right now, I'd rather be without and no stress. than to be on that journey of trying to acquire all this stuff and beating my head into the ground and trying to make things happen and climb the corporate ladder and all these kind of things. I'm so stressed out you can't even exist. Your family goes to hell in a basket and nothing works. No. But God created me to be rich, so I know I have to be rich. So if he created you to be rich, then let's be rich with no stress. Can you say Amen. So, so creation groans, I'm, I'm going to end right there, I'll get to that next week, the, the rest of that passage right there, but <clears throat> I want to I end with this, I want to read to you 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 12, I want to read this to you and then bring this together right now. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor is it entered to the, into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has... Don't you just love the absolutes about God? God has. God has. God will, if you're good enough, and if you do every little thing right, and all this kind of stuff, God will. No, no, it says God has. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we've received not the Spirit of the world, which is those dark 
the, the, the demon gods, demon spirits, Satan himself keeping the world in bondage, we've not received that spirit. But we've received the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I'm telling you right now, God has given you faith. He's given you the faith to fight. And in your fighting and developing a life of faith, He's given you the desire. It's already there to attain everything that eternal life has to do with. Everything everything that is eternal life, He's given you the faith to want to attain that. Because see, you're the person, you're the understood subject in the attaining. It's not waiting on God, it's not waiting for someone else, it's you going after it. And when you learn to fight the way we're talking about today, and you learn to attain then you can know the things that have been freely given to you by God, not receiving the spirit of the world and the ways of the world and the ideas of the world and and being sucked into it. And I'm telling you, it's a full-time job today. I mean, mean, the enemy was looking at this nation, and maybe he was down at about number uh, 22 of his checklist trying to destroy this nation. And this COVID thing came along, and he came after this and hit us from another direction in where this country, this whole country is concerned. I mean, the whole planet, but I'm talking about the United States of America. For the last 250 plus years of this nation, he's been trying to destroy us, trying to destroy us, trying to destroy us, trying to destroy us, trying to take things away and all this kind of stuff. He's been going through that all this time. A couple of years ago, he hit us from another direction. And you think, well, what, what, you know, what does COVID have? To, not really COVID itself. It's just everything that's been behind this. And all, all of the tricks and the schemes of the enemy through it and around it. Been all kinds of things that I think a lot of people don't even realize that are there that have gone on. And the enemy's worked overtime to destroy this nation. But this nation has me. (laughs) Man, Pastor, that's kind of prideful. No, 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 no. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, this nation has me, meaning I'm somebody that wasn't fighting faith all the time and learned to fight faith. I was somebody that wasn't attaining, trying to figure it out on myself, so I was just another one of those doing that. Not no more. America's in good hands with Burt Wimberly. I want you to think about my statement here. Some of you, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, you know, there's, he's crossing a line. He's saying, no, 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 I'm not talking about anything but the greatness of God. I'm telling you that through hard times and difficult times and frustration and all kinds of things that I've walked through in 45 years, that I've come to a place for the last number of years that I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm fighting the fight of faith, and I'm attaining it. And in that, God's empowered me to be part of the answer instead of part of the problem. 
And the only reason that I can say that I've got answers for America, I've got answers for this church body, I've got answers for our city, I've got answers for all over, the only reason I can say that, I'm saying it because I'm challenging you to know you can say the exact same thing. I'm not talking about any difference between you and me because God's empowered us to make the difference. No more groaning in the earth. Where is something going to happen? Ah, we need a new president. Ah, we need a new this. Ah, we need a new that. No, 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 no. We need the church to rise up and be the church. And if you're not praying for people, you're not getting there. If you're not praying for people and you're complaining about people, you're not attaining to eternal life because it needs to start now. We need to get on top of this thing now, but it's the whole church. So we have to allow the anointing on our lives to get off onto the people and encourage people that way.